Good morning. This will be the new. This will be the new. Yeah, this will be the new episode. Tangent train. Yeah, the new episode of Tangent Train. Today's topics will be um a quantum Neuralink. What does Neuralink look like with a quantum chipset? Um, we're gonna talk about a blockchain Twitter. Blockchain Twitter, since that's more or less uh, the reason Elon Musk bought Twitter in the first place. And then we'll talk about topic number three being. Topic number three being. Um, why? Why dollar cost averaging is a very effective investment strategy. But keep in mind that I'm not a financial advisor. Um, I have no financial credentials. I just tell you what I do. And you can do your own research and make your own moves from there. Um, topic number one, a quantum neural link. A quantum neural link. Um... What does a quantum Neuralink look like? Okay. I'm gonna jump back to, 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 to some of my previous podcast episodes where I discussed the effects of quantum computing. Uh, uh, what, what the evolution of technology looks like with the implementation of quantum computing. Um, but what I want to do is integrate it with uh, Neuralink. For some who don't know what Neuralink is, it is a a, a, a a company owned and run by by Elon, um, whose entire purpose is to evolve more or less uh, human beings by developing a chip that'll integrate directly into the human brain uh, for various purposes for people with paralysis to be able to operate technology without really uh, having to physically interact with it Um, and the goal more or less that they're going for is to develop these technologies to reverse the conditions that people are living with uh, via reprogramming uh, the body uh, and how it how it compensates for certain things and how it rebuilds certain things. Uh, let's say one is suffering from paralysis due to uh, a mutation that didn't complete their, their, their nervous system communication structure. Uh, Neuralink would more or less speak to the brain speak to the brain to re-establish to re-establish mutate and evolve um, these defects so that the nervous system can uh, further uh, integrate well 
into the individual's body so they can walk again or see again or hear again uh, basically teaching the body cells to rebuild what they need to rebuild via synthetic means um, but it has applications obviously in various other fields uh, various other fields various other fields mm. uh, even going as far as to state that it might be used for gaming one day uh, or full immersive gaming which would be cool uh, full immersive gaming would have, which would be cool uh, and immersive structures uh, this is how I think more or less how I estimate augmented reality is going to try to pick up uh, it's going to fail the first time because more or less as far as I understand it people don't want something as evasive as a brain a chip inside their brain with wires um, but again the benefits outweigh the the, 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 the downfalls the more people who, who, who get these and recover from mind-bending and body-shattering uh, dysmorphias and dysfunctions and diseases, the more it'll slightly start to pick up. Um, how does this tie in into the quantum... Uh, topic that I'm usually on about on my podcast um, because we're inching closer and closer to smaller and smaller more powerful and more powerful computer interfaces that don't really need a lot of size anymore um, you just need to be very intelligently built to the point where we're creating uh, computational materials on an atomics on an atomic level this was done more or less 2013 uh, when scientists were able to manipulate atoms to show an image no this wasn't 2013 this was uh, early 2020 this but the atom manipulation was 2013 in 2020 more or less there was a super mario uh, manipulation of, of atoms to, to show the Super Mario image <laughs> um, which I think is really cool um, but how does this tie in again how does this tie in into the quantum realm uh, because the more these technologies evolved the simpler it will be to integrate a quantum chip into the Neuralink process uh, which is huge 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 and if you've listened to my previous podcast, you'll understand why. But I'll try and break down this as simply as possible. Again, um, with, the, with the standard binary systems that we have today, uh, uh, any given computer or intelligence system can only do certain calculations at a time. Though they do them very quickly, for example, your phone could go through billions of calculations per second. Uh, billions of parameters, billions of threads of code per second. 
and we've more or less built our entire systems to be compensated around this around this but with quantum tech uh, that does that doesn't use binary system of one and zero doesn't have to do any computation at a single time it can do all calculations at one time which is incredibly efficient and faster than current conventional methods so much so that Google has funded their endeavor into the quantum realm with about $7.6 billion. NVIDIA has uh, funded the endeavor into the quantum realm by about $4.5 billion. And then other companies as well, such as Meta, uh, ASML and such. Um, because the efficient system behind quantum computing allows for a lot more complex things to happen all at once rather than um, waiting for all of these computations to be done one by one. Um, it's with quantum computing that scientists were able to unravel protein folding to finish the schematics of the entire neural structure of the brain um, all in an endeavor to find new cures and new ways to develop new things and treatments uh, for, 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 for diseases, obviously for profit, because nothing comes free. Um, but again, we're coming back to how Neuralink and uh, quantum chipsets are gonna be aligning. I've expressed the power of, of, of quantum computing in one of my previous uh, podcast episodes, uh, probably the first two episodes of this podcast currently season season three episode one and two um but i'll recap in those podcast episodes i state that with quantum computing you can more or less if you had the algorithm and programming to do so track every particle in a cloud when it's going to start raining when it's going to stop the exact moment or the exact location and such and such and such because it can run multiple variations of multiple variations of multiple variations of calculations at the same time uh, through the system instead of running the binary system of zero and one uh, in the quantum realm it's running both one and zero simultaneously which is insane to think about but what is more insane is that there are further and further in innovations that are allowing us to use this level of tech in, in an average setting in a normal room temperature type situation there was a recent TED talk where one of the developers created a quantum material that can operate at room temperature with room with room uh, with room level activities and we say it like that now which is very complex to do already and on its own because because any if you know anything about quantum computing is that you know that it's very fragile it's hard to the quantum state of that simultaneous one and zero as they have to drop the material to an borderline minus zero degrees to even get it there and it can be shaken up by anything any form of vibration any form of interruption can stop the quantum state entirely entirely can stop the quantum state entirely in its tracks immediately um, so to have a quantum material that can operate in room temperature or the room 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 activities like you're bumping you're shaking you're tapping 
and still maintain the quantum state is very, 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 very insane and cool because it means now a lot of quantum uh, technologies can be developed without worrying about, um, again, the pumping and the operational quantum process stopping in the middle of nowhere just because of some glare or some shake. Uh, as it is all like very, 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 and, and then five more varies delicate process to even have, to even do, let me say it like that. Um, now I'm going to tie it into, I'm going to tie it into Neuralink. Um, with Neuralink and a quantum processor, with that material and the quantum processor in your brain, you'd more or less be able to understand and know within an instantaneous way again every particle in clouds when it's going to start to rain at one point it's going to stop um, some can use it for cool little evil tricks like guessing where the stock market is going to go because again you you don't have to guess per se as you can run every algor every outcome at the same time and see the most likely one uh, to a very, very, very accurate degree. Um, which I'm guessing a lot of people already do. There's already a, a quantum computer developed to literally trade on the market. Just the license for that one is about $50,000. And it's only accessible to about 15 people, which is insane. Because it makes very, very, very accurate market movements. Which means that it's making a lot of people a lot of money wherever it's working. Um, I forgot the, the name of it, but I might it might be called Spearhead Project. Uh, the Spearhead Project. Now, they run a quantum computer on the information on the market and use an AI to make trades, which is next level. This is like next level freaking business moves. Having a, a, a computer that can run literally every variation of market movement and guess to a very accurate degree on where the cars will land is incredibly earth-shattering uh, cool um, tie in with neural not only would you be able to do such things but then um, these algorithms would be able to run literally every variation of mutation that your body can produce to literally cure itself of simple sh of simple nonsense um, and then learn via AI quantum means to cure itself of more complex issues in your brain because the more you use it obviously the more it's going to learn from you how your brain activity works how your nervous system moves and it'll integrate further the more you're connected to it the more you integrate with again the technology in your facility the way your body mutates and mutates and such um, but right now it's still in the very very early stages uh, right now it's very in the very early stages but human trials have started which is really cool um, which means people are getting their Neuralink implant for their test drives and as far as we've seen with the, with the testing so far it's seeming promising it's seeming really promising uh, brings me to topic number two. Uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter, and then fired two. <laughs> then fired two of the of of the people working there. 
who are living with a stipend of about 122 million dollars yeah not only did he fire two of them he kind of unblocked Kanye and a few other accounts <laughs> and a few other accounts on Twitter um, uh, and even sent out a new toll to bring back Vine but again that's another thing for another time the reason it's all been done this way is to create the universal app um, yeah, to create the universal app for, for, for Tesla, Starlink and Neuralink to kind of merge into one universal thing um, the launch of Starlink here has still been delayed still been delayed obviously because of um, local bureaucracy nonsense um, even now there is a there's a policy and talks that in the simplest way states that um, every internet provider and frequency uh, owner would have to provide um, the blueprint, let me say the blueprint, would have to provide or expose the blueprint of all the content it is pushing through these networks to the average network consumer. Uh, for anyone who owns a SIM card and uses it for calls and such and internet, they'd have to divulge which companies they are associated with, what content they're paid to push on all of these networks and such and such and such via their carriers, which is obviously, <laughs> which is obviously a bit shaky for a lot of network providers. Uh, uh, because it means exposing more or less uh, the information of their users and such and such and their business associates um, but we'll come back to that twitter bot elon bot twitter yada yada okay to to implement the universal app that is going to run on a crypto on a cryptocurrency level Already you see this with Instagram, right? Now you can integrate your Instagram with your MetaMask and kind of um, show off your NFTs if you have any NFTs in your in your Instagram profile. Um, what else, what else, what else? But it's supposed to turn into more than that, I'm sure. It's supposed to turn into more than that, a lot more than that. Um, a lot more than that and that it's going to be a decentralized social media network so imagine Twitter without the, the, the finicky hands of, of governmental units uh, without the finicky hands of governmental units trying to manipulate the narrative and such and such but again it's still in the hands of a privately owned institution so we'll see how that turns out we'll see how that turns out as it unfolds as the story unfolds for us um, as the story unfolds for us but basically this twitter deal was meant to decentralize the entire system so a permanent free speech platform which is not what a lot of powerful people do not want
Uh, but we'll see again. We'll see how this unfolds. At some point, we'll be able to turn any NFT into it, any tweet into an NFT, vice versa. Uh, trade between user and user and content creator and content creator and user. Already, we're seeing these level of establishments even in a local area. Uh, beta testing peer to peer, phone to phone payments via an NFC transaction, da da da. Um, but all of it, again, are still in their early stages, basically making the, the banking systems irrelevant, making the social media monetization systems also irrelevant by putting it in the hands of everybody who actually makes content, which is pretty cool. Um, and that's just without uh, including the, the other benefits of, of the blockchain system that I've mentioned in the past three to four podcast uh, podcast episodes please check them out when you have the time when you have the time um podcast episodes when you have the time which brings me to topic number uh three three why dollar cost averaging is a very good investment strategy um what dollar cost averaging is is basically taking the smallest and or small portion of your income and investing it consistently every month into your portfolio and having it grow over time over time being your 5 10 10 15 20 years um, and have it slowly accumulate so that by the time it's everything has picked up you are earning more or less large amounts which is really cool 